0: (laughs) after all these years man what an award-winning song still the number one song a south african original the winners we are number one taking you down memory lane well for kaiser chiefs fans we played this for you ashley moment pasio is joining us now ashley are you a kaiser chiefs fan (laughs) <laughs> um, I have to say I, I don't really follow much much of the soccer
1: these days. I'm I'm always in Europe, so I'm kind of missing out on the on the local sporting scene. But um, yeah, I mean it's amazing if, if they're doing well, then I'm happy.
0: <laughs> Indeed, they are. So I think Kaiser Chiefs fans are very happy today. They won the derby against Orlando Pirates. There. So some good news coming out of there. But actually, we are very excited for you as well. You have done so much to fly the flag for South Africa and I mean some of us really don't even know your story or half of it Um, you you want to take us quickly down the road to how you and your husband Carl uh, underwent so many challenges and ended up having successful careers in cycling
1: yeah, well, it's um, kind of a, a strange one for me because, um, you know, I only really found uh, my my cycling talent quite late while I was studying at um, Stellenbosch University. You know, I always loved sports at school and I dreamed of going to the Olympic Games, but at school I never really found the sport that really suited me, you know. Mm. Um, so I played hockey and all these kind of traditional school sports. Um but then at university um, my husband Carl introduced me uh, to to professional cycling or to hmm. endurance sport like cycling and um yeah I was very happy to to really find um the sport that suited me and um one thing led to the next and next thing I knew it um directly after my um studies we came over to Europe to pursue a career in professional cycling and obviously it's been quite a, a long journey, it's now almost 13 years, I think, Um, and since the beginning of my career, I've learned some really hard lessons along the way, you know, cycling can be quite a tough sport at times, because um, you know there's so many things that can go wrong actually in the race, that's completely out of your control, like crashes or mechanicals, so sometimes you do all this amazing preparation, and you arrive at the race in in the best shape, and the strongest driver, but you might not win, you know, so um, yeah, it's been a, a challenging journey, but we've learned so much along the way, and yeah, today I just finished third in the the Yankee, which is a, a really prestigious world tour race. So yeah,
0: very happy. Well <laughs> done again. I mean, I'm sure you've heard plenty of well done's in your career. You're going to be hanging up your um, cycling shoes or boots, as they call it. But you you've gone through a lot of challenges. You've had COVID twice, I think, last year. But yet you've still continued, and you've pers- you know you've persevered. Um, and you also. Uh, was the first ever esports world champion. Tell us about that. Yeah, well, I mean, the COVID pandemic year was a
1: really challenging year for everyone worldwide. And, um, you know, I was in Spain when, um, you know, the pandemic really hit. So we had a, a really harsh lockdown um, and I wasn't able to to leave my home um, to, to train outdoors for five, six weeks. And so I really had no other option but to to explore the virtual world and to to do indoor training. And, um, yeah, I mean, I must say I wasn't really a fan of indoor training before the pandemic, but as I started to explore it more and ride more on Zwift, which is one of the indoor platforms, I started to realize the potential of the platform. You know, it was really special the way that I could be in my home in Spain, but that I could connect with people all around the world, like even you know, family or friends back in South Africa. So even though it was um, such a harsh lockdown, uh, my cycling was more social than it had ever been before. Mm -hmm. And then I also started to realize the potential of it for me to be able to develop South African talent because, you know, I'm very passionate about helping the youngsters develop their talent. But I'm in Spain, you know, so it's quite difficult when you're so far away. Um, But now with the virtual world, it it Mm -hmm. makes it more possible. So, yeah, I really took to it. I started racing, um, and I was, you know, I was really dominant in the virtual world and then, yeah, won, um, the first ever eSports World Championships in, um, in December 2020. And yeah, off the back of that, you know, I've launched, um, Rock Corbett Collective, which is a, a virtual community, you know, so people can join it, um, to ride in the virtual world together with me and with many other women and men. But it is mm. kind of more female centric. So everything we do, we, we um, try to empower women, and yeah, I have my own uh, professional esports racing team, and there's three young South Africans on the team, so for me, it's really special to be able to help develop their talent, um, even when I'm so far away.
0: I know, and I'm really trying to keep up with you, and this is why they call you the queen of South African cycling, and of course, many of us were stuck indoors with you, and with life being so uncertain, and uh, Roca Coba cycling, that sounds incredible. Where do we get more information? What where can we get involved, basically?
1: Well, um, if you follow... So Corba is actually a climb um, just on, on my doorstep in, in Spain. So that's where the name comes from. And I'm actually the queen of, of the mountain of that climb. So I'm the queen of Corba. <laughs> and so that's where the name comes from. Um, and so, yeah, you, if you follow on Instagram, Corba Connective, um, then you know that's probably the
0: easiest place to get all the information um, and to to find out how to sign up. I mean, you sound like it's also such a busy, busy life being a pro athlete, and it often means you miss you know important days with family, friends. And um, what is the juggling act for you like?
1: Yeah, it can be challenging at times because you know, um, the career of a pro athlete is is very demanding and, um, you know, we have a lot of, you know, races. Um, like now the season has started and so week in, week out we have um, races and that also involves a fair amount of travel all around Europe. Um, and, you know, obviously before that we have to do all the training and preparation uh, to be on the best shape to be able to race these races. Um, but, you know, at the same time I'm also... Very passionate about um, you know pushing women's sport forward. So I'm also quite busy um, with my own business, Rock Corbe Cycling, which is a cycling tourism business um, mm-hmm. in Spain. Plus now the Rock Corba Collective, which is a virtual community. So I, I know how to how to um, cut my work out for for myself, but I enjoy it. And um, yeah, I mean it's just about you know having. Um, the right people around you to support you and help you, and um, to to find the balance and to sometimes you know take a little bit of the load off your shoulders. So yeah, I'm I'm always grateful for my husband Carl, who who really is is my pillar of strength.
0: Well, don't go away. A happy belated birthday to Carl Passio, celebrating his birthday a couple of days ago. When we come back, I also want to find out for you about how you've been injured, you've recovered, and you've gone back into competition. We'll come back to you after this.
1: Or listening to Sport Tracks
0: on SAFM. Thank you so much for joining us. We're chatting to Ashley Mulman Pasio, announcing that she'll retire at the end of 2022. Uh, drawing to a close, what will be a 13 year professional career. But if you know Ashley, she's busy with uh, so much. She's got a Rocker Corba Collective, she's also got uh, Go Zwift. Go Did I get that right? Yeah, Uh, it's an indoor platform. Empowering (laughs) women. And I mean, the empower women part has been such a focus for SABC Sport and sport in general. I mean, how does one become part of it? Is there membership? How does it work?
1: Yeah, so the idea around the Corbett Collective is um, it's a virtual community. So everything's based on the virtual platforms, WIFT or on Zoom. Uh, we have a combination of, of things that we offer from you know weekly women's rides, um, social rides, workout rides on Swift, um plus yoga, weekly yoga, um and some also educational things like around nutrition and um sports psychology and just mm. general um health and well being. Um and yes it is member based um so it's a paid membership and then you know the idea is that all the the money coming in from from the membership fees, you know, we'd like to put towards um, projects that empower um, women. So, you know, uh, women's teams, you know, women's um, projects. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's quite an ambitious uh, project, but, yeah, it's going, it's taking off nicely and I'm
0: really excited about the journey ahead. I love that because I have a confession. I cannot ride a bicycle. So for you to include other uh, areas of the sport, that's amazing. That benefits me for someone who yeah, doesn't know well, how to write. To create something for everyone. Exactly. <laughs> you know, you, you, know you, you can even do it, uh, like you say, on an e-platform. So this is w- what we speak about, being very inclusive. And um, uh, now you've made this decision to retire. Why?
1: Well, I mean, I'm not getting any younger, and I have to be honest. Like, I re- I really want to start a family, and that's the one challenge for women is, um, you know, balancing a, a pro career as an athlete and starting a family is not easy. It's not impossible. I mean, there are plenty of female athletes out there who are showing the world, you know, that it's possible. And sponsors are becoming way more supportive nowadays, um, to allow and um, women to take, you know, the break to have kids. Um, but I've just decided, you know, I I don't really want to be. Um, to try and combine both. Um, so the idea is that you know I'd have have more time if I retire to also be more involved in these projects that I have and try to start a family. And, yeah, I mean, it might not be the end of me completely in terms of cycling. Like, I still have ambitions to, to ride the Cape Epic, um, maybe even to race some gravel or some esports sports um, still, but more on my own terms. Um, road cycling is a very demanding uh, career, you know. And we're part of a team, and it's really important to be, you know, with the team on training camps and racing very regularly. So, um, yeah, I, I just think that I need to take a step away from that and just uh, do cycling more on my own terms.
0: Ah, I respect your decision 100%. Now, you were at Team SD Works. What did you learn with that team at your time there?
1: Well, it's really amazing to be part of a team like um, SD Works because it really is the best team in the world. And so today, for example, at the Strada Bianchi, we, we were the strongest team um, on paper or on the start list. And so then, you know, that's quite a responsibility because all of the other teams kind of look to us um, to make the racing. And, yeah, it was just such a special performance today, for example, because we really worked together so well as a team, you know, backing each other up, um, attacking, counterattacking, until finally, you know, my teammate won and I came third. And so it was a wonderful experience and just being part of such a strong team, you know, you're learning every day because, um, you know, having all these amazingly talented women around Mm -hmm. you, you know, we challenge one another and we we help one another um, to grow stronger uh, day by day. So, yeah, I've learned so much through my cycling career, you know, how to handle disappointments, um, how to, you know, how to race more tactically, how to be smart on the bike and, yeah, it's been an incredible journey.
0: Well, congratulations, because I love when you said real victory is seeing the growth in the women around you and feeling a sense of belonging and purpose in building something way bigger than exactly. any race. Oh, you do rock. You know that. So, <laughs> Ashley, we are so going <laughs> to miss you. you. <laughs> <laughs> You've been a Fighter, you know, when you look at well, you. and be around. I hope so, <laughs> because, I mean, my, I, I know that you want to go and become a mother. Are there other goals that you've set yourself up for 2022?
1: Other goals? Oh, well, I just want to, I want to be my best, you know, in every race that I start, really, you know, soak up every moment. Um, You know, it's quite a special feeling, really. You know, I wasn't sure how it was going to feel, but today starting, like, for example, um, my last Stratus Yankee, (laughs) you know, it's, kind of really cool to just really soak up every moment and in a way it it creates like a kind of freedom that I've never had before like you know there's nothing to lose just go out there be your best enjoy every moment and um, make the most out of it so that's what I want to do Um, and yeah there's some big races coming up of course like um, we have uh, the woman's tour de femme so tour de France for the woman Mm. um, which is an eight day stage race and we've been waiting many years for this right (laughs) so um, I'm really looking really looking forward to that. That will be a, a really big goal. And um, yeah, other than that, there's quite a few tour uh, races on on the calendar, and um, that I'm just looking to to give my absolute
0: best and hopefully a couple of podium places. Ashley, you're a true champion. Thank you so much for chatting with us here on SFM. We look forward to catching up with you again soon.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's been great chatting.
0: That's Ashley Moorman-Pasio. She's about to retire at the end of 2022. And if you look at the agenda of things she has, retirement for me, uh, from what I've heard from her, seems a little bit far away. But we're looking forward to finding out all about her and the exciting things she's doing outside of being a pro cyclist.